A basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, how can you ever find out what he could really do? I don't want this to be the high point of his life. I've seen him, the real sad ones. They sit around the rest of their lives talking about the glory days when they were 17 years old. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. The Keeping the Nostalgia Live show is sponsored by The Dunk Collection. The Dunk Collection connects sports-minded individuals to basketball-inspired home products meticulously designed to help combat life's most mundane chores. Dirty clothes on the floor? Put a dirty dunk on the door. The Dirty Dunk is the original over-the-door basketball hoop laundry hamper designed to make laundry a slam dunk. Do you have a messy office? Try a document dunk. The original trash can basketball stand designed for those who compete in the corporate arena. You're just one shot away from turning your cubicle into the corner office you deserve. Bath time blues? Make bath time fun with the Scrub-A-Dunk, the original basketball hoop for baby ballers. Attach to the tub and Scrub-A-Dub-Dub. The Dunk Collection, making boring chores a slam dunk. Welcome to Keeping the Nostalgia Live, the Indiana Basketball Memory Show. I am your host, Billy Powell. Uh, if you're listening, I'm assuming you're listening on keepingthenostalgialive.podbean.com. You can go there. We have, I think we're closing in on 150 uh, interviews of those uh, that have coached, played, or have been associated or gave to this great game of Indiana high school basketball or the game of basketball itself from the state of Indiana. Um, later on today, we will have part two of uh, the Coach Kirby Overman interview. Uh, also later today, tonight, we'll have posted the uh, interview with uh, legendary Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame coach uh, Jim Miller also. So that's at keepingthenostalgialive.podbean.com. You can go there. You can download any of the interviews and listen to them at your, uh, your convenience or at, uh, at your leisure. Uh, and speaking of Coach Kirby Overman, uh, today on our show is a former New Albany Bulldog head basketball coach, Coach Alan Buck, who was also uh, uh, was one of the players for Coach Overman when he first started coaching Indiana High School basketball, and was also assistant coach on that 1973 uh, state championship team, New Albany Bulldogs, uh, that won the whole thing. Uh, Coach Buck, thank you so much for taking some time to help keep the nostalgia alive and chat about your memories of Indiana high school basketball. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, Coach Buck, what was your what was your initial uh, introduction to the game of basketball? Do you recollect? Well, sure. It was um, in elementary, and um, I grew up on our farm, and um, at that time. Um, Probably the introduction came as soon as I was probably six or seven, eight years old. Uh, my older brother played basketball, and um, it was a small farming community just west of uh, Lafayette, West Lafayette, about 10 miles. And um, at that time, um, baseball in the summertime was important, but basketball was basically the name of the game and where we uh, the neighbor farm boys, uh, we would get together uh, as qu- quickly as possible, and uh, it was just something that was uh, somewhat automatic. Um, you grew up with a basketball, and that's the thing you did in the driveway of your um, home, and um, it was, uh, we didn't have, you know, our hoop was on the side of the garage, and um uh, the driveway was 
cement, and you had a perfect court. So um, that's how I grew up uh, with the basketball game, I guess. What was before you get to high school? What was what was like the state of the game at that time? What was what was going on in Indiana high school basketball that really that really caught you? And does that also include going to some of your high school basketball games before getting to uh, going to high school? Well, yeah, I mean, in grade school, it was always um, a treat to go watch my brother play, who was in um, high school at the time, and um, I I remember we had. Um, a neighbor that uh, had two very good basketball uh, players at my age, and uh, the McKinnis family, and uh, they um, they were all playing. And uh, we had a uh, for a very small community, uh, we had some tremendous success. Uh, we won county tournaments in grade school, and uh, we also. Um, had a high winning percentage um, versus uh, a losing percentage. And um, uh, Otterburn was the high school that uh, I went to. And uh, if you look back upon the long-time history of basketball at Otterburn High School before consolidation, they had nine uh, sectional championships. And in comparison to all the other smaller high schools before consolidation, um around the entire Lafayette community, I think you'll find that uh, Otterpen really stood out with um, having notoriously been known as pretty good basketball program. And, and what was the atmosphere and what size crowd? What was the, what was the gym like uh, at Otterpen? Well, probably uh, the bleachers were six or seven or eight high. Uh, we had a stage uh, where bleachers set and... Um, uh, maybe a thousand people at the most. I, I may be stretching that a little bit, but uh, at the same time, uh, when games were on Friday nights, uh, it was the it was the focus of the community, and uh, it was um, you know the the community always uh, identified uh, with the basketball program because we were a non football playing school. Uh, we did have track, we did have cross country, we did have. Uh, baseball, but uh, the real vocal point uh, was the basketball program. So uh, most of the time, the student body uh, really supported uh, the program. Uh, we had an outstanding band program um, at that time. Uh, Gladys Wright, uh, the wife of the longtime Purdue band director, Al Wright, was our band director. So there was a lot of uh, notoriety and uh, a lot of pride in the uh, Otterburn community. What kind of before you got to high school? What kind of what kind of game did uh, Coach Allen Buck have? I mean, were you uh, I mean, were you a pretty lights out shooter, or what, what? What kind of game did you have, and what did you focus on, and how did you focus on making yourself better before getting to high school? Well, that's that was interesting because. Um, I was more of a long-range shooter. I mean, that's the way that I practiced on the driveway. And um, I went to a very small elementary township um, grade school. The name of it was Green Hill. And uh, this is where Kirby uh, referred to one of his best players he ever coached, Gary McGriff. Uh, He was one year behind me. But we had no gym. And so we grew up with an outside gym with ashes as our uh, 
uh, floor, you might say. And we would practice outside, even in the in the coldness and everything like that. And then it was a real treat to go to Otterburn for practice. Or, of course, all of our games were in elementary uh, in somebody else's gym. Uh, we had no indoor gym. And um, I, I don't know, um, there's probably not too many places like uh, how we grew up because uh, we had no inside facility. And uh, we would practice and we would, during recess, get out there. And that's where uh, guys like Gary McGriff and myself and the McKinnis boys would uh, learn how to play the game. And uh, uh, we'd have some real, we'd have some full court battles and uh, it was very, very important for us to get out to recess and, and play the game of basketball. You know, this is going to sound really silly. This is the I, and I just this just popped in my mind, and this is probably the first time I'm going to ask this. I did ask it of Rick Mount, but uh, um, <clears throat> what were basketball shoes? What did you guys do for basketball shoes back then? What, well, we what had brand? Converse. Okay, we had Converse. Yeah, the white Converse, and um, um, we really didn't think too much about it. That was the that was the shoe, and that was pretty much the offering at that time. Uh, there was no Nike in the late 50s and in the, in the 60s, if I remember right. And uh, there was just simply uh, one brand of shoe, and that was Converse, and you always wanted the white ones, and, and uh, uh, that's what everybody went with. You know, it, it's funny that the, the Chuck Taylors have really made an emergence in the past five or six years, and they're, they're, the hottest sure. th- they're the hottest thing out there for kids. And I just remember that that's what the shoe that I had to wear in grade school get, going up into high school. And I just remember my dad saying, you know, here's your pair at the beginning of the school year. Make it last or you go barefooted. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. That so, was pretty much the signal, and, and you just accepted it. I mean, there there wasn't much of a... Uh, a choice at that time, if any choice, this is what we wear, this is what you do, and and uh, you go with it, and you just didn't give it much thought. You just wanted to be on the floor uh, or wherever with with a good basketball shoot. Now, before before getting to high school, I'm still talking about before you get into high school, but uh, uh, was there a, a, a player that you kind of, when you would play, that you would emulate or you would, you know, fantasize about taking the last shot, or was there a, a, a college team that you followed, or did you even co- uh, follow the professional basketball game at that young age? Well, at that time, uh, there really wasn't a professional team um in Indiana, if it was, it was uh, somewhat on a few years and off a few years. I I don't really recall, uh, but only being 10 years or 10 miles away from Purdue, that was our following, and uh, that was local, and uh, occasionally I remember watching University of Illinois games, uh, the old Chesty Potato Chips, I believe, you know, was the mm-hmm. sponsor. And um, uh, because where we lived, we weren't that far from the Illinois line, and and we could get Champaign-Urbana television stations. But um, um, it was mostly a a following, if I recall correctly, uh, a following of of the Purdue players. Like uh, Terry Dissinger uh, was a tremendous, tremendous player for Purdue, and uh, he played in the early 60s and... um, uh, as I look back, um, I know my very first college game 
was at Purdue. I think I was in the eighth grade or seventh grade, and uh, it was in Lambert Fieldhouse, and we were up in the corner of the balcony, and uh, it was against Michigan State, and they had, I believe I'm correct in this, but I may be wrong, jumping Johnny Green, uh, I believe played for uh, Michigan State, and he was just a tremendous talent too. So as far as emulating, uh, you really identified with the local players that went to Otterburn High School, and that was your identification, and uh, the sectional at Fowler was just always a huge event. At that time, Benton County was uh, probably had 10 high schools. Every township had a high school, and uh, that was always uh, a big feather in uh, the school that won the sectional. And it was always uh, our rivals were to beat Fowler, the county seat. And uh, everybody was always uh, trying to beat Fowler and in the sectional and, and get to the Lafayette Regional because that was always the, the next big step in one-class basketball was you always wanted to beat the big boy. And the big boy was Lafayette Jeff. And um, so... Uh, those were really our identifications. Uh, they were mainly local. And, um, you know, when you're in high school at that time, uh, you're kind of in your own little world and, and, uh, uh you're just kind of searching out to be identified with, with, uh, the local, uh, geographic area. Now, when you get to high school, are you kind of uh, chomping at the bit to get basketball started? And and give us a little bit. Give us give us. I know this is going to be a, a, a in case a large amount of information, but give us a rundown about uh, your high school basketball career. Well, um, due to the su- the success that we had at elementary, and I was uh, you might say bigger than normal uh, as a freshman coming in. Um, it was always important in my mind to, you know, at that time we had fall baseball. And I really, uh, to this day, enjoy baseball and follow baseball a lot. But uh, uh, you always play baseball first. Um, and then when Kirby arrived my senior year, he did something a little different that we weren't used to. Uh, he started a weight program as well as he made us go out for cross country. And um, uh, we uh, thought, well, this is different, and because we weren't used to that my first three years because we we all had a fall baseball program, and that was really important. Um, and then, yeah, because in those days, uh, basketball, uh, I believe, could start October 1st uh, with practice. And, and so, yeah, it was, uh, I remember some Octobers being a little, Long, you might say, because the first games maybe weren't until the very first day of November. And uh, but um, it was uh, it was priority. It was priority to to go out for basketball, make the team, and get yourself ready for uh, I believe at that time about a twenty game season. And uh, so it was. Um, uh, I mean, it was priority. Uh, and that's the best way that I can explain it. 
And your first three years there at Otterburn, uh, who was the head basketball coach, and what what kind of were you disappointed when he left, and then when Coach Overman came in, and and how did that how did that all roll out, and you know, tell us your thoughts and feelings about that once uh, Coach Overman came in. Well, Jim Elbert was our um, basketball coach at that time, and and when Kirby came, uh, he became the principal of our high school. Uh, Jim Albert was my Babe Ruth baseball coach. He was my baseball coach. And uh, we really felt like at Otterburn we had some uh, very good talent. And I guess the best way to explain is is the fact that uh, the biggest downer uh, those first three years was the fact that we came extremely close to winning the sectional uh, all three years. But it seemed like um, we... Um, we just didn't get it done. I mean, we would lose by one point or two points, and I remember my junior year, we just we just didn't accomplish uh, what we wanted to do. And then uh, Kirby arrived, uh, started the um, weight program, which I think was, looking back on it, it was new to us, but it was a tremendous uh, effect on us. And, um, of course, that year we won the sectional at, uh, a small town uh, a Wolcott but the uh, three games that we had to go through uh, to do that were all schools that are much bigger than us uh, Rensselaer, Hebron and then DeMont and um, Bob Punter was on that DeMont team uh, and Bob was a longtime basketball coach at Valpo High School and um, so uh, it really was um a, a tremendous feat when you look back on it. Um, and uh, But we won like 22 games my senior year, and, and that was with Kirby coaching. And, and um, so uh, we ended uh, the um, high school career with a sectional championship, and uh, that really, really um, is a great way of remembering it. And, and we have. Uh, we have a... Uh, like I said before, there's a tremendous amount of pride in the Otterburn community, and um, uh, because I've lived in several different areas here in, in um, Indiana, and of course I'm always partial to the hometown. But at the same time, we have a um, alumni banquet that has gone on every April uh, for about continuously for over 106 years, I believe. And it, it's just there's a tremendous amount of pride in always having the alumni banquet, and uh, it's just something as you uh, travel Indiana like I do in my business and have for many years, uh, you just don't see a school that uh, has been consolidated. It's now all been central, but to still have that uh, alumni banquet every year continuously uh, in uh, April is just something that doesn't happen in a lot of communities here in Indiana. You know, a lot of youngsters today um, don't know this, but I, I and I, I still feel this way. But you know, winning a sectional sectional championship in single class basketball was almost like winning a state championship. Well, it, it's it was very close. I mean, it was um, the it wasn't exactly. I think. Uh, Locally, it was the pinnacle. That's that's what you really wanted to do, and um, uh, you really felt like you really achieved uh, something as a team for your community. 
uh, as a player and um, uh, the next step. And I can remember several semi-states there at uh, Purdue, Lafayette, and uh, some of the smaller schools uh, through the years, like Bainbridge making the semi-state. Uh, there was a Boone County team, I believe, Pinnell, uh, that made it one year. Uh, there was um, Royal Center before Pioneer making it all the way to the semi-state. I mean, it, it's just, and the crowds that would follow um, was just, uh, the, there wasn't anybody in the community on those days um, that stayed back uh, home, everybody was at the game, and it was the vocal point, that's for sure. Coach Buck, were you good enough to play college athletics, or what was your kind of mindset, and did the coaching light go off uh, go off over the top of your head uh, once you were in high school that you wanted to coach the game of basketball? Well, um, my two aunts were um, teachers, and so I had, uh, my mother's side of the family was fairly large and uh, uh, so I always had a little bit of an influence and um, I went to Ball State University and and uh, I knew I wasn't good enough to make the uh, Ball State team at that time and so but I, I knew that I wanted to let her in something and because uh, I didn't want to walk away from uh, a college uh, without lettering in something so I played soccer three years for uh uh, Ball State and uh, really enjoyed it, but I knew in the back of my mind that um, I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to coach basketball. Kirby had a great influence on me. Uh, at that time, I would kind of revisit where he was, and um, then uh, it, it just was something that I wanted to do. I wanted to. Uh, I enjoyed the teaching. Uh, of the classroom on the basketball court, I guess is the best way to explain it. So my my degree was in uh, education, and uh, I um, became an English teacher and uh, all the things that go along with that. And um, uh, at New Albany, I was also in um, health and physical education and uh, of course driver's ed but um, you know those are I, I just always enjoyed the teaching and explaining and the breaking down of, of whatever the subject matter was and um, so that's you know I always had an inclination uh, in college that this is what I wanted to do but I wasn't quite uh, my first year out I was a freshman football coach at Decatur Central so uh, enjoyed that, but um, always had the inkling that, um, uh, and I was also the freshman basketball coach at Decatur Central, and always uh, had the basketball at the forefront of my mind before the other sports, you might say that. And, and what was that like coming out of college? You know, you said, you know, Decatur Central, and you coached a little bit of football and the freshman basketball. I mean, what's a what's a coach's mindset like with like at that time? Are you all were you always uh, looking for a better program to go to? I guess I, and I know you said that you coached you you followed coached Overman pretty closely. Um, I mean, what 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 were the steps in your coaching like to actually? What were your steps to get to be with Coach Overman at New Albany? Well, the, the first year, and at that time, uh, 
the big priority was, and 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 uh, many people don't uh, realize this, and it was an unfortunate situation in more ways than one. Uh, but it was the Vietnam War, and um, uh, it was very very important that I that I get a job, a teaching job, which were uh, a deferment at that particular time, and. Um, I got married uh, uh, the August after graduation. Uh, Sally is my wife's name, and we're still together after 48 years, so uh, I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> and uh, um, But uh, that was priority. It was to get a job, and uh, Decatur Central was an ideal situation. Uh, they had a uh, where I could be get right into coaching right away. I was an English teacher, and um, um, at that time in education, if there was an opening uh, in the teaching field and you could coach too, then we have to fill these teaching areas, and it just so happened that uh, my wife's from the south side, an old manual graduate, and so that just kind of fit in place. Uh, and then my second year, I went to... Um, Marshall High School on the far east side, which was practically a brand new um, high school at that time. Um, and uh, it's set at 38th Street in Mithoffer with nothing around it. And uh, Roger Schroeder was the head coach and Don Gleason was the assistant coach. And Roger has quite a background because he was part of the 1954 Milan championship team. Right. And um, uh, so then Kirby called, and I've just taken the job at uh, New Albany, and I'd like for you to come down and uh, be an assistant. And so um, didn't know much about New Albany, but uh, when uh, you go back to, um, and this is something I followed in grade school, because there was one day that you didn't want to miss especially um, the TV was just coming into vogue in rural America, and that was state championship Saturday. And because of my brother's interest, I mean, we were uh, in the farmhouse. We were glued to the TV every state tournament championship. And the days of uh, Tom Carnegie uh announcing the games and uh you didn't you just didn't miss and so uh i would uh go out and emulate as a kid um on the driveway i would i would set up and i would do uh my own county tournaments and and uh because every county around lafayette had a county tournament and i would come home from grade school and uh, what I would do is just do a, a make-believe county tournament because the Lafayette newspaper was very, very good about putting the box score in of every game of every high school in the whole area. And so there was the Mo Mo Montgomery tournaments. Uh, there was um, several others. Uh, and so I guess I had a love for the game of basketball from the very beginning, uh, but um, I would emulate them and and uh, be the be the Tom Carnegie Carnegie and and I would uh, emulate and broadcast my own games and 
<laughs> and uh, that's kind of how I, I grew up. But uh, I can remember watching Tell City come, and and it was just like, okay, where is Tell City? And, and so my family was always very good about uh, Indiana history. And uh, uh, we've always had a love for that. And so I grew up, well, you go to a map and you, this is where it is, and, and there is uh, Tell City on TV. And um, uh, Gunnar Wyman was the coach. And, and so uh, I knew where New Albany was. I knew they had a good history of uh, basketball. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it was just an opportunity where uh, my wife became a deaf education teacher, elementary teacher, uh, and I was um, teaching English, and, and it was just a too good of opportunity not to take on back in 1971. And, and, and when you were, you know, just getting into the coaching profession, did did you? I mean, I know everybody has a has a dream or a fantasy of winning the Indiana High School State Championship, but did did you even have a, a an inkling at the beginning that you had that much talent that you guys were going to do that? Well, I knew one thing, and I, I said this on our um, um, when we had the homecoming after winning in Bloomington and that Sunday afternoon in the old gym. Uh, and I told, I mean, the place was just packed. Uh, there was standing room only, and, uh, uh, and I told everyone at that time that I knew the potential with joining up with Kirby was going to be there. Now, would we do it or not, or what what was our talent base at that time in 1971? I had no idea. Um, but at the same time, you're in a big school. Uh, at that time, New Albany was the largest school south of 40 in the upper three grades, and uh, that was part of the attraction. Um, I, I just didn't want to go, in my mind, silently, you might say, I didn't want to go the route of stair-stepping small school to small school to small school, medium-sized school, because as you know, at that time, it was all just one class. And uh, there was just something part of me, even though I didn't have any experience in it, uh, there was just something part of me that said, um, if I'm going to go into coaching, I, I really want to be in a big school setting. Um, and uh, thus Decatur Central, Marshall, New Albany, and uh, that's that's how it all developed. And take us through that 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 state championship year was uh you know uh, how far into the season were you where you were like you know what and you and both you and Coach Overman you know you know what we have a thing we have a chance to win this whole damn thing. Well, I'll take you to about January twentieth of that year, which would have been 1973, uh, we were playing a Saturday night in Seymour. And Seymour beat us. Seymour was extremely competitive at that time with Barney Scott as their coach. And we walked away that night. Our record was 7-7. Seven and seven. And I remember uh, my wife and I coming on up to Greenwood to spend time with her parents 
And it was a very frustrating time. We all knew that we had some pretty good talent, but some way, somewhere, we just weren't we weren't connecting. You might say that's the the big word of uh, the last decade is connecting. And um, um, but from that point on, we didn't lose a game, and uh, things began to click a little bit better. Uh, but it was a very, very, um, uh, Southern Indiana was very competitive. If people would go back and look at the decade of the 70s, uh, it was a very competitive um, high school basketball world. Uh, a lot of talent, a lot of Division One players. Um, I think in 72, um Maybe Jeffersonville was in the Final Four. 73, it was New Albany. 74, maybe I'm not correct here, but uh, it was another team. Floyd Central had just been to the Final Four. That would have been the spring of 71. Uh, I remember that, watching them at um, uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse because they were the Super Hicks. And... Uh, uh, they had a guard that went on to play for UK. Uh, so, um, and then during my time as coaching, uh, Clarksville uh, made the semi-state um, and didn't, uh, they haven't been back since. My first year in the regional, we got beat by Seymour and they went to the semi-state. And if you track the records, Seymour has not been back. So there was just a, a tremendous amount of uh, good talent in uh, coming to high school basketball that uh, was in the southern part of the state. And um, like I said before, a lot of Division One players. And, and, and so, I mean... Take us through sectional. I mean, and this was was it? Were you? Did you guys feel kind of uh, uh, kind of robbed a little bit about not playing in Hinkle Fieldhouse during that state championship run? Well, uh, maybe some people were, but um, I mean, you just accepted. Hey, we we're in the final four. Uh, we'll play wherever. Uh, that was how I remember it, and. Um, yeah, maybe for people that had not been or that were much older than me and that type of thing, maybe I, I just don't recall that feeling at all, though. Uh, but uh, uh, the sectional, uh, uh, we had to beat Floyd Central, I believe. Uh, but uh, Jeffersonville, it was a very competitive sectional. And maybe I'm not right there because I think we beat Floyd Central in the uh, regional, um, but then I can remember the semi-state more clear than I can the the other two because uh, we had to beat Jasper in the afternoon game, and uh, we had a six-man you might say by the name of Mike Carter. He he went on to the Air Force Academy. He was extremely intelligent. He now uh, uh, has been most of his life, I believe, uh, a Delta pilot. Uh, if you want to go to Paris, France, uh, <laughs> that's uh, who your pilot is. And uh, But Mike hit a key shot at uh, in Roberts Stadium that kind of did Jasper in in the afternoon. 
And then Tell City, if you look back all the Tell City um, programs, uh, uh, that was probably one of their best uh, years ever in Tell City. And uh, Bob Lockmuller was the coach, and and um, uh, we beat them at night. And Tell City meet, um, missed the last second corner shot, if I remember right. And uh, so we're in the uh, state finals. And, um, you know, growing up, you always, uh, the Indianapolis Star, once the um, four teams were um, established for the state finals, they would put a picture on the front page of the Indianapolis Star either on Saturday or the preceding Sunday. I mean, it was it was that important, uh, and that was always a publication that I always growing up uh, through the fifties uh, and and sixties always looked forward to. Who was going to be in the final four? And their pictures as a team would be in that in lap of star. Um, so I think probably it was pretty important, <laughs> and um, uh, in the state of Indiana. And um, um, so um, the first game of the state final uh, was against a very good Franklin team with the McLaughlin twins, which I believe were the nephews of John McLaughlin, who played for the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. And uh, we beat them in overtime. And then that night we went against South Bend Adams, and uh, they had a very good team, and um, that was, I believe, of course, we were trying to get rest. Uh, we didn't stay for the second game, um, or I can't recall, but um, Anderson was supposed to be the favorite, uh, but South Bend Adams beat him in a very close game, I believe. And and really, when you think about it, well, I'm going to get to this later. But what you know, the the, the horn has sounded. You you guys, I think, win by uh, five points. Um, do you remember? Do you did you take a second to take it all in? Do you remember how you were feeling when you won the state championship? Well, it was elation. That's for sure. Um, it was something that um, you know we concluded. We. Uh, it's finished and we won and I just remember looking up I get a little bit choked up um, to the new Omni crowd and um, the importance and the cheer and the noise Uh, it was just like uh, a first time state championship and um you know, I just, uh, I'll come back to this because I thought about this. Uh, um, the support that uh, New Omni gave us, we had a parade going to the semi-state. Um, and um, I just think, um, I bet that hasn't happened in too many places since that time. Uh, but you think, you know, you made the semi-state, and there's a parade down Spring Street uh, as we we went in three cars or four cars 
Uh, we didn't take a bus. And people were standing on Spring Street uh, on the way to, at that time, 64 had just been developed a little bit. Uh, so to get on 64, we had to go through downtown uh, New Albany. And uh, there was people along the sidewalks us, encouraging us. It wasn't a parade, but it was like a, um, uh, you know, we wish you well. And uh, I think back on that little occurrence, and I think I bet that hasn't happened too many times in too many places uh, that you have a welcome send-off to the semi-state. <laughs> and uh, then again, you know, getting back to winning the state championship, and uh, at that time they still give out rings, um, and you uh, were up on a podium. And um, it was just something that um, was very special. And, you know, on that same time, too, you guys kind of started that championship fever in Assembly Hall because, you know, Indiana hadn't won a national championship at that point in Assembly Hall. So that's that's I, that would be a neat memory of mine, memory that I would love is that, you know, you guys, you know, and that's the same place where a, a team went undefeated with 1976 and, of course, 81 and 87. But uh, right. the, the, the history that you guys almost started in that place. Yeah, well, it was... Um I believe there was one more uh, state championship after us in Assembly Hall, and then we went to, uh, yeah, I'm correct, Market Square Arena. Yeah. Uh, uh, because I remember, I believe, Lagoti being in the final game. That would have been 75, I think. I believe, five, yeah. yeah. 75, 76, yeah. Uh, so, um, um, whatever little run they had there at assembly hall you look back on it and um it was it was just a special time that there's no other way to describe it um so um and then uh coming home we spent the night uh at the um iu um well i can't think of the name of it but it was the main place there on the IU campus uh, where you could stay overnight and then drove on in uh, to New Albany and they started uh, I think we went down 65 and then as soon as we got off of the Sellersburg exit the, the crowd started along the uh, each side of the road and uh, that was something that uh, wow you might say <laughs> uh, Coach what was <laughs> I guess I'm going forward a little bit, but, you know, you guys have your, your next year. Of course, you I, I, I'm assuming were you involved in the uh, all-star experience with Coach uh, Overman? Well, I wasn't really in, involved with Kirby on that. Uh, that was strictly a, a head coach um, uh, situation. I was more an observer, you might say, and, and – um, we attended all the all-star games and everything, but at the same time, that was, um, uh, I wasn't really involved in that in any particular way. Um, uh, cause Kirby, uh, was the first year he was the assistant coach. And then the second year, I believe he was the head coach. Yeah. So, and, so, uh, go ahead. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm sorry. So, so what was? I mean, was that kind of a whirlwind? When, when uh, were you surprised when Coach left to go uh, uh, coach college? And 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 then what was the process? And how excited were you? And what was the process of you taking over the new Albany basketball program? Well, it was just something where, um, in some ways, it was just. Um, a matter of fact, okay, Kearney, because I knew that he always wanted uh, to somewhat get into college coaching, and um, we really didn't discuss it much. Uh, he had an opportunity that he, uh, in his eyes, was the right thing to do, and um, my focus was uh, I'll do everything I can in the interview to become the next coach. Um at that time at New Albany, uh, the football position um, opened up, and then the same year the basketball position opened up, and um, I believe at that time the current administration uh, felt very good about moving people within, and uh, I remember the, the interview quite well because I mentioned the player, um, Mike Carter, um, he was on, he was part, he represented the student body as a senior. And uh, I remember one of the questions that he made and, uh, or he asked. And um, it was just, my focus was to do the best that I could um, in the interview process. And uh, fortunately, it worked out where I was asked to be the, the next head coach. And um, you just move on. And a lot of my, uh, focus was the same as the focus that Kirby had. Uh, and uh, we are going to carry on, even though the players changed. We did lose a lot of um, talent, uh, but you just move on with the program. Uh, one of the things that I think uh, is very important here is the fact that when Kirby came in, uh, he established an elementary program um, which um, I got to be full witness of, and uh, all the elementary uh, coaches um, were on board with it. And um, I, I just felt like that we had a lot of, during those three years of Kirby being the head coach, I just felt like that we had a lot of uh, support, cooperation, and I think that's extremely important in developing any kind of program. Uh, that uh, the high school is trying to establish through the uh, junior highs and, and through the, the elementary. And then, you know, one of the, looking back, uh, how important was that win of the state championship? Well, soon thereafter, the um, gym was renovated. And so the New Albany gym today is a shell of the old gym. Now, you look back and say, if we didn't win that state championship, I'm sure that, you know, 40-some years later, there would be a different facility, but would have it happened so fast? In other words, I was the first, my first year as a head coach was in the old gym. My second year, we didn't have a gym. And, and so we played most of our games at Floyd Central, and then I think that we finally got into our new facility uh, sometime in, in late January. Uh, but um, 
how impactful is a state championship? Well, the beginnings, the talk of a new facility develop. And if you don't win the state championship, how fast would that have happened? Uh, so um, I know I watched the um, uh, game Friday night of New Albany playing Princeton, Ohio, and it was at New Albany. But, um, uh, you know, that's, that's the gym, and that was maybe the result of winning a state championship in 1973. And what kind of teams did you have while you were at New Albany? Well, we were competitive. Uh, the first year we won the sectional, and um, uh, then we had to really regroup uh, because um, um, we had to go very, very young uh, with sophomores the very next year because uh, and inexperienced juniors. And then uh, my third and fourth year, um, we were uh, all during this time, uh, New Albany was part of the Southern Indiana Athletic Conference, and that took in Vincennes, all the Evansville schools, Jasper, uh, Tell City. Um, there, it was a very large conference, the Southern Indiana uh, Athletic Conference. And uh, my third year, we won that conference, which was the first time New Albany won that conference since oh, a long time, uh, maybe 20 years back uh, from, like, that would have been 1976, 77. Um, and um, um, then my last year, the Hoosier Hills Conference started, and uh, we were one of the originating members of that, and we won the conference that year. So, um uh, the very first year of the Hoosier Hills Conference. And um, we um, um, we had success, but uh, when you follow a state championship, and little did I know this, but, you know, when you're, um, you have the opportunity to become a head uh, basketball coach at New Albany High School, you just take it and you, you run with it and do the best that you can. Um you, um, it isn't always from a coaching career standpoint, uh, it isn't always best that you follow a state championship coach. But, you know, you deal and you, you move on and, and you do best that you can. And uh, so um, the natives, the fan base gets uh, restless. And because <laughs> you didn't make the semi state or you didn't make the final four, and expectations go up. And, um, uh, so, you know, one thing leads to another, and, and um, uh, you just look back on it and say, well, we did the best we could, and uh, whatever political reasons are out there, you just kind of put aside and, and you just move on and deal with the good kids that you have as players. Uh, so, uh, so your next coaching stop, uh, which is a short one, is, is Warren Central, is that correct? Yeah, that's um, I. Uh, uh, my last year at New Albany, uh, my two children uh, are adopted, and they are both uh, born in Floyd County. And um, uh, my priorities. Uh, my wife gave up her teaching deaf education job, and um, my priorities changed a little bit. And um, uh, I was presented with a business opportunity because I had. Uh, my wife's teaching income to replace 
and um, I uh, simply uh, liked the business opportunity that came along, and um, uh, we did do several interviews. I could have been the head coach at several places in in northern Indiana, uh, north central Indiana, but um, on one income, uh, it was going to be extremely tough. And uh, so I came back to Warren Central as an assistant, um, and I really uh, enjoyed Warren Central, um, but I had the business uh, opportunity that was beginning to flourish. I really enjoyed it, and that's where I am today, and uh, that's what I've made a career in, and um, uh, I guess I'm I'm teaching one-on-one with my clients. And I've always enjoyed that aspect of um, uh, of the business. And um, so I I uh, left education in 1981 and uh, have been the biggest high school basketball, college basketball fan that probably uh, <laughs> uh, is in the state. So um, there's not a Friday night that I don't know uh, due to the websites and John Harrell's website that I don't know who beat who, and and I see the trends um, 40 years later of uh, this school, like a Covington, is still a good basketball school. Uh, this school is uh, still a good basketball school. And I, I just know that the uh, identification with the basketball program at this one school is still there. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's, it's uh, you go back and John Harold's website uh, gives a tremendous amount, even though it may not go past 1993 in some areas. But uh, uh, if you go back and look at the sectional winners, the regional winners, and the semi-state winners, and the state championship winners, uh, he goes way back on that to, I think, almost the beginning. Uh, and I still, uh, um, it's just something that is, let's just put it this way, it's Indiana. And uh, Indiana loves uh, uh, the the uh, pride of the community, and uh, what do they they identify with? Um, uh, it's the basketball. Uh, I know for several years, uh, and on occasion, I still will wear the um, state championship ring, and uh, in my uh, financial services interviews it'll be a topic of conversation uh, sometimes I don't want it to be not because uh, we're getting all focused here to uh, you uh, being successful in retirement and uh, so I mean it's just, it's just um, uh, I guess I can't explain it any other way um, there's an old slogan that came along a few years ago it is what it is and, and basketball is very important here and in the state of Indiana. Coach, we ran a little long, and it was a fantastic interview, but I have I have one last question for you. And that question, you know, I had a basketball coach. He was a basketball coach. He was a teacher. He was a, he was a father-like figure to me. And there is probably just about as much love for that guy that I would have for a family member. And from what I can get from our conversations you seem to have that same kind of consideration for coach overman 
How well? Go ahead. Well, go ahead with your question. How important is it that the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame is not what it is if Coach Overman is not in there? Well, I I think it's extremely important in my mind, but I think as I presented him this last fall that the committee, the selection committee, look at the complete resume of what Kirby accomplished. Uh, Yes, there was a state title. Yes, there was various conference titles. But it's the complete resume that I would like the selection committee to look at. Uh, not only um, from the standpoint of the number of years, but also the fact that uh, he was a great ambassador for Indiana High School basketball. He and Hallie Bryant went to Taiwan. Um, He has taken the game of basketball to the state of Florida, to the state of Virginia. And so I think just looking at the overall resume is is just, um, I think it's very important. What has the individual done during his overall career? Um, I think the wins and losses, you know, when you get into, well, how many um, wins did this guy Accomplished during his coaching career, 400 is 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 outstanding. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it's it's taking the game of uh, the the Indiana basketball game as we know it because we're all natives of Indiana, and and taking it to other parts of the United States. Um, I, I I just think that um, it's very important. Well, Coach Buck, we ran a little bit long. I appreciate your time. I think everybody's going to enjoy this, and thanks for helping to keep the nostalgia alive and sharing your your uh, memories of the great game of basketball in the state of Indiana. Well, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate your time.